Illuminati. It's a secret. Three different strongholds. A new world order. from Missing the Point Podcast. What the fuck is up, everybody? You know that we've been bringing the heat all year, and it's not going to stop today. I am so glad to bring this guy on. We we attempted to bring him on one time. Uh, some of that episode saw the light of day, so I decided to reschedule him so we could just have a sit back and just talk about whatever the fuck is on our mind. So I'm very excited to bring you guys the guy from the land down under, please welcome my man, Drew Messon from Missing the Point Podcast. G'day, everybody. How we going? Man, it's going great. I, I fucked up, man. I didn't put my banks in order. And as soon as I mentioned your name, I was supposed to play this. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't work out that way. That's all good, man. All good. I need a I need a Johnny, you know, like a uh, or what is the guy's name from um, uh, uh, Rogan? He's got it's Johnny Woodard, isn't it? Johnny it, Woodard. Johnny Woodard. Yeah, it would be really nice. Well, Johnny Woodard is on a tinfoil hat, and then and then oh, that's got, right. It's um, Jamie. Jamie is yes, on the other one. Young Jamie. <clears throat> and then you've got Young Jamie, right? So I'm sitting here. I'm trying to have an involved conversation with people at the same time doing Jamie's job. But uh <laughs> it comes out all right, man. We're we're amateurs here trying to do what we can do. Having the the sound drops mastered is a it's a thing that's very few perfect, but once it's done it's, it finishes things off nicely. It it makes it fun though, I will tell you that. Like it does. I kind of wish that I could walk around with a roadcaster, like a, a little roadcaster around my neck. And so I could just play movie quotes and sound and sound effects. Like throughout <laughs> <my> bites. <laughs> <laughs> like in the grocery store and somebody says something, I just hit the sound sound effect. Like, are you stupid or were you just born dumb? You know, like, <laughs> Totally. It reminds me of the uh, the Family Guy episode where Brian and Stewie are both on the radio and they're just hitting random soundboards and Stewie accidentally hits the, the clip from Philadelphia where he's talking about AIDS in the court. He goes, I didn't mean to press that. It's just out of context. Random what do you shit. mean the clip from Philadelphia about AIDS? Wasn't the entire movie about AIDS? Or the, the court proceeding about how it's a human right and stuff and they're talking about something completely unrelated and he hits this long drawn out closing argument in the court case makes me laugh every time i say it that just made me think of something don't you think it's funny that tom hanks is basically in every like extreme propagated movie that has a deal with like 
propaganda into scaring people into something or or history i mean uh forrest gump is the biggest propaganda movie ever made but i will be damned if it's not in my top three movies <laughs> oh it's one of the best movies going around isn't it it's the story everything about it's just perfect but you're right he seems to have a trend of being like the shaping movement of society through entertainment he seems to be in those big tier movies before we jump like too far into this drew why don't you let everybody know who the fuck you are and where the fuck they can find you yeah, uh, Drew Misson from your Missing the Point podcast. M-I-S-S-E-N is how you spell that, just to play in my name. You can find me on all the usual podcatchers, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the usuals. That's awesome. Guess what? I got some news. I was just accepted back on Spotify. So it they said it'll take a couple days to get my RSS feed back on, but... I've been fighting it for almost a year now and I'm finally back on. So, so I've got to know what was it that got you booted off Spotify? Cause I've never, ever heard of this before. I've heard of YouTubes and other places like that, but never a Spotify. What the hell happened with that one? Well, the funny thing is, is so there was two episodes, right? Well, I don't know. I had a few episodes that were controversial that led up to it, but the reason that they gave me was a music violation. And that just wasn't the case because I know about music rules and how long you're allowed to play music for before it's allowed a violation. And I also know that if you're like at the time, a small time podcaster, like I was, um, the downloads that I was getting, you have to hit at least 10,000 downloads in order for it to be a copyright violation. And you have to be monetized. And my show wasn't even being monetized at the time. So like there is no way to be a copyright violation. And so I wrote out this long, long fucking email, man, long time ago. And uh, it was uh, on Wednesday I got an email from Podbean saying something about my Spotify thing under review. And so I resubmitted and I got accepted. So uh, Spotify will be back and running, which is great because that was more than half of my, half of my listeners, man. Back yeah, you then. don't realize how many people actually use Spotify opposed to other platforms. It's huge. Man. It like, it was more than Apple. And when they took me off, I, that was a huge hit. It was a huge hit to my listens, you know, and, and I'm way bigger than I was then. But at the same time, like back then, I was just like, like it was, it was like, uh, you know, just a little wind taken out of my sails, you know, because we try so hard to do what we're doing just to get a little bit of speed and momentum. And it doesn't take much for the conglomerate fucking corporate uh, uh, social media companies to just hit a button and totally take the wind out of your sails. Yeah. So it's the biggest issue in general with what all the people like us are doing that it only takes a click of a button and all of it's gone. Unless you've saved all your episodes, you've got them backed up somewhere. If you're a person who just deletes and turns and burns and you don't keep your content, man, it doesn't take much for the, the powers that be just knock it out. Yeah, man, I talk about how bad it hurt like the couple times that I lost Instagram accounts because my very first one, I was riding on that Q wave. And so my my account blew up, like blew up to the point where it was like almost 50,000, if not 50,000 followers and shit. And when they took that away from me, I was like, oh, shit, like this is temporary. <laughs> like I can't I can't get too attached to this. 
and the account on Instagram that I have now, um, I, I don't pay attention too much, but I know it's like 8,000 or maybe 9,000 followers, but all those are organic as fuck because I know back then a lot of bots were following people that were doing Q stuff. So who knows how many of those were real, you know, and I know that the accounts that I have now, they're legit people, not only because I work so hard to go through and vet everybody that follows me. I will. I like, when I get followers, even though I, I, I miss some, some fall between the, the cracks, you know, but if it's slow and I'm not getting a, a shit ton of followers, like a hundred followers a day, then I'll go through and I'll bet every single one of them. If you don't have any posts and you don't like it, you know, like you're blocked. So <laughs> you got one follower and zero posts, no right. profile picture. Yeah, sure. Totally a real and get, person. And I get people commenting on my stuff lately. I've been noticing and they, and I'm like, wow, it's crazy. Like I never really got opposing like people talking shit on my posts before, but lately I've been getting people that'll come on there and just say the most asinine dumbfounded shit opposing like just the most, I, the way that I look at the things that I pose is like, dude, this is black and white. If you can't see this, then there's something wrong with you. And people will come on and totally argue with things that I say. And I'm like, you're not even a person. And so like <laughs> before I even waste the time to even send a message back, I go and I look at their page and nine times out of 10, brother, it is one of those pages where there is no followers and no posts. Yeah, they're out there. I'm, I've been copying that a little bit lately too. It's, and you, like you said, you look at it and you're like, this is not a person. Or if it is a person, it's a page shill or someone's got a burner account and it's not really caring. They're just out there to troll. Definitely. So we know that, um, you know, out there in the land down under where you are, you guys are basically like the testing grounds for what they are uh, planning on doing here in the United States. So you guys get tested on first and if it works out, then they'll implement it. If it doesn't work out, then they'll tweak things around a bit and then they'll implement it. So, but I'm noticing things that are happening here in the United States that don't happen in Australia and, uh, I mean, I don't want to say our boy because he's not necessarily my boy, but as far as optics and public eye go for people on the right side, he is the person that is, uh, leading the charge and stopping this new world order. And now the United States is arresting, uh, political candidates as well as ex presidents um, in order to basically shut them up or like push them out of the race because they're a threat to this uh, communist regime that's about to take over. And I'm curious, not living in the United States, being an outsider, uh, looking in, what do you see going on, man? Um, well, less like you said, Australia is the testing grounds and whatever happens here tends to happen everywhere else. We've had our communist wave takeover. We've got one last state left, which is considered right wing. Mainland Australia is completely socialist left. And the things that we see happening in America as Australians outside looking in, we see the polar extremes. We see the extreme Q Trumpers. The, the extreme fringe end of that group, I should say. And then we see that the crazy Democrats, 
we don't see a lot of the in-between, which I think is the, the vast majority of Americans. I think there's a lot of people on the fence on the Democratic side who are really concerned and worried about Biden. Biden's failed a lot in the promises that he made in, the Ameri- in his election and hasn't delivered. The fact that he's not even willing to debate people in a primary election for the Democratic Party, I think that's raising a lot of red flags, especially for prominent Americans like uh, actors. What's that guy's name who played Dawson from Dawson's Creek? He had a huge bloody rant about it and he's as left-wing as they come. Oh, really? Uh, in this. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing this walk in the morning. He's absolutely ripping into Biden as to why there's no debate on the Democratic side of things and why there's no other options being put forward besides Biden. Is this the same so guy that's always, he lives in New York and he always just goes on Twitter and like films himself ranting about something. And about a year ago in the wintertime, somebody threw a snowball and it hit him in the face while he was ranting. Yeah. That's just bullshit. Yeah, is yeah that that's, that's it. Yeah, but he's ranting against Spider now, which is very interesting to see. Um, so is that going on? I think the unintentional side effects of Q throughout the last three years is that it's left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths where through things like Operation Warp Speed, um, Trump's active, his active work against gun control about bump stocks and things like that. He tried to do a lot of things that even Democrats never actually got got in from an outside perspective looking in he achieved more in gun control than what democrats previously had so i think a lot of people are once burnt twice shy with trump but at the same time i think he's being faust into this cult of personality by being indicted so many times and in the limelight again and again it seems to be the same two-week news cycle where if there's nothing going on uh, let's indict trump let's get some some ratings going let's get it up and it actually improves his ratings overall. He starts, he gets more popular. The more he gets indicted, the more he gets attacked. It gives him that sense of this guy's out there. He's there for us. Why else would they be going after him? Which so do you makes think me a bit dubious. Plan? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's the thing. Is it a part of his plan or is it just a part of their plan? See, because I go back on both sides. I, I go, go back and forth on that. Yeah, I go back and forth whether he's a good guy or not, you know. I know that he's always been with rubbing elbows with the elite, you know. Like, you don't be on a main stage in that type of a spotlight if you're not playing game, and you know. And he could totally be deceiving us, just playing a role as he's always been his entire life. Or is this guy somebody that really does look at these people as the swamp and deep state and despises them the way that he really says that he does and is out there fighting because I mean, there's arguments for both sides. So like I go back and forth, you know, my gut tells me that he's just another actor on the main stage. Yes. So same here. Um, I think like a lot of areas of conspiracy theory and just politics in general, the truth that lies somewhere in the middle and the truth that lies somewhere in the middle of that probably is that, there's just vying um, mafia groups or illegal cartels that are the government that are just vying for control and they're both playing. They're both playing the sides. They're playing the system. It's just whoever gets in, gets in has the control. It doesn't matter who gets in. They've all got the control anyway. Right. And it could be like two pieces of shit basically uh, in, a, in a, a pillow fight over who gets the top spot, right? Because... Uh, that's another thing is I love the 
I love the way that Sam Tripley breaks it down when he says it's basically fucking satanic pedophiles versus crime bosses. And I'd rather have a crime boss in office than a satanic pedophile, you know, like crime boss, AKA Donald Trump, satanic pedophile, AKA Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. It's, um, it's a bit more obvious on one particular side, but like you said, they're all rubbing shoulders. Who knows how far that rot actually goes into these, these secret societies and these elites in general, like they all go to the same parties. They have their same weekends at Martha's vineyard and all this type of stuff. So who knows how far it goes? Yeah, it's crazy just to watch all of this unfold, right? And especially to be somebody that was so sucked into the whole Trump uh, aura and and just that whole movement that he had. And I'm not going to say that he doesn't have a movement anymore because he definitely does. You know, he definitely has people that are on the Trump train still and they're hanging on and he can't do any wrong in their eyes. You know, like I bring up the fact, oh, he keeps, you know, I'm the one that, you know, implemented project warp speed and you know and 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 other things too you know like they they say yeah we didn't have any new wars with trump but that doesn't mean that he wasn't bombing the shit out of other countries it it was you know that's he didn't start any new wars but he didn't fucking do much to uh end casualties on ones that were going on already no it's not like he recalled every single troop that was in a foreign nation did he (laughs) No. And then I look back on like who his family is, you know, his family is CIA is his family is responsible for basically recovering and keeping secret everything that Tesla had studied and recorded throughout his life's work. And yeah, it's, a, it's the same players. It's the same families that seem to spring up and pop up through history and at all these crucial times, even the Kennedys. Like the American Royals, as they're known, they keep popping up in politics. And is it just the name or is that family there as to play that role? With the recent Kennedy that's come forward, throwing his hat in the ring for the Democrats, would it not be very serendipitous that he actually gets up into a point where he's either a VP running for it or the actual president going into this election and gets assassinated, allowing someone else to take over? Oh, man, how how fucking epic would it be if he ended up getting assassinated too as far as history goes you know you had one attempt on one that wasn't successful then you had uh one that was very successful that goes down in history as like one of the most crucial moments in american history like i i would say that that moment was more crucial than 9 11 And because that was when the CIA really fucking dug their claws into America and said, it doesn't matter what your fucking constitution says, we own you. That was, that was the moment in time when the CIA made it known that, yo, you're, it doesn't matter what the fuck you guys do. We will fucking rule this no matter what. And it's very strange the platform that he's kind of sitting on. He's very anti-vax, which the left don't love at all. And the right and traditional people will eat up. But at the same time, he's anti-gun or gun restrictions, gun registries and gun laws that, you know, you have to have, you can't have certain clip sizes. You can't have certain calibers. He's all about that, which is very anti-American in its DNA. America's built around the idea of self-defense and bearing arms so if he did manage to get up and was in the a run for an election or won an election 
I could quite easily see it play out that he's assassinated by a pro gun right wing domestic terrorist. Oh, as another push towards gun control. I could totally yeah. see that happening. I don't see him getting elected though. I really don't see No, it. I don't either, but it's the only way a script for a movie, that's a good way to play it out. The only way I see him getting elected is him not winning the primaries and Donald Trump appointing him as a running mate. That's the only way I see him going into the White House as I a vice as a vice president. And and I think that, that would be like a shock that everybody would need. I have a feeling that Donald Trump is going to ask, um, uh, what's her name from Alaska? Uh, what's her name? Um, Chelsea Gabbard. Gabbard. That's it. So I have a feeling that that's where he's going to go with it. And I think that that is a, in a, a very strategical, smart move. If he does. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, this whole arena of political theater, uh, Ron DeSantis showed his true colors and he's done. He's fucking I, I would be surprised if he even got reelected as governor. As would I. He's uh, he's made a lot of decisions which have really flushed out his true intentions that I think really he's probably going to put his hand up for president for the Republican Party for the run anyway. And he's going to say some things that are really going to make people who are on the fence about him go, oh, shit, yeah, this is not our guy by any means. He's a neocon all over. Oh, yeah. Well, he's he's funded by the Bushes. Uh, basically, it's that whole Clinton gang, the Bush and Clinton clan, that's behind him funding him because they're like, this guy has uh, a voice in the MAGA movement People in the MAGA movement look up to him, respect him, and they want him to be president after Trump. So he's our guy, and we can pay him off. He's he's buyable. Yeah, I think Florida the whole time was the honeypot. During our, all of COVID, I think they needed someone to push the freedom movement and be that leader to step forward so they had an alternative to Trump. You could get all the people that were avoiding democratic states and mandates and everything that went along with it they went to florida they're all in one space together yeah i have trackable easily noticeable i have a friend and, and you know fox news really preps him up too and i have a friend who's getting married to a very conservative guy and i used to well I respect everybody's opinion if it's coming from a place of research so I used to respect his opinion a lot. And then um, I would say about six months ago, even before that, it was before the year, this beginning of this year, he was starting to say that he thinks that DeSantis should run and Trump should just bow out. And I'm like, you need to quit watching Fox News, brother. Like, And he was like, that's not why. And I'm like, well, where do you get your information from? And he was like, well, I watch Fox News. And I'm like, you need to fucking stop watching Fox News. Like, it's funny that people will watch these platforms, whether it's The View, whether it's Fox News, whether it's Tinfoil Hat, and they take this as it's golden, as it's word, as 
this is their information and they don't need to look any further. And that couldn't be any further from the truth. I don't care if you're listening to White Rabbit. You need to question everything that I say because I'm just speaking off of my opinion, off of things that I've learned. And I don't have a motivation other than trying to put out the point where I am in, in my research but these platforms like Fox and stuff like that, their motivation is strictly to get you to think a certain way to uh, back the people that are funding these places. You know, like Fox News is going to put out what the people that are paying them the most money to put out, a.k.a. Pfizer, uh, to put out. So they're, they're not going to put out stuff that goes against what their backers are doing. Exactly. And I think once you understand that they're, they're pushing an agenda, they're a media corporation, right? You can see through the bullshit. Like the first thing I do every single day when I get ready for work, I get up, have my shower, have my coffee, and I sit down for 10 minutes and I watch Australia's version of like Good Morning America. It's called Sunrise. It's very left-leaning. I sit down and I think to myself, all right, what bullshit are they peddling today? I take that in. I'll go away. I'll look at my own sources of alt media. I'll look at right-wing media and I'll triangulate all the data points for myself and I'll form an opinion. If you stick yourself to any one set source of information, you're getting played. Yeah. One, I hate saying 100%, but you are, you're getting fucking played. Absolutely. Because I found myself when I was a total Q-tard, I'm listening to X-22 religiously every single day, right? And Dave in his I do believe the white hats are in control totally gripped me and had me. And the way that he presents it, it, it actually sounds legit, right? But then I started listening to other platforms, right? And so I'm listening to the people that he's talking about. Like uh, I'll give an example. He has on Cash Patel sometimes. And a lot of people in the Q movement thinks that Cash Patel is one of the higher ups in the Q movement. There's like multiple people that make up Q. And then Q plus is Donald Trump. And then there's Q plus plus. And we don't know who that is. It might be Dan Scavino or whatever. But anyway, people believe that Cash Patel is one of these people. And he will, Dave will go off on these things that, goes completely opposite of what cash patel says on other platforms so i'll listen i'll listen to cash patel and everybody's talking about donald trump's indictment this time right and everybody's trying to wean it over to well what about biden when he was vice president he had all these documents and blah 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 blah, blah. same thing blah 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 and cash patel is saying no we don't need to look at that because they both had the right to have those documents this is stupid. All of this is stupid. And then I go and I'm like, I still listen to X-22 every once in a while just to keep my finger on the pulse. And so um, was it yesterday? It was Friday. Yeah. So yesterday on my way home from work, I listened to X-22. And he's talking about how Biden needs to be criminally investigated. And I do believe that they are going to come down hard because when he was vice president, he had all these documents and he still has them and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and that was just an example. You know, it's not like I just figured this shit out yesterday, but like a long time ago, I started listening to opposing opinions and shit. And that's what made me say, okay, I'm being psyoped. And not only am I being psyoped by one thing, but I'm being psyoped within other psyops within other psyops. And so. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I, half the time, I think a lot of these people, especially within the alt media community, whether that's uh, left leaning or right leaning, they don't even realize they're a part of a psyop. They've formed a hypothesis or an opinion and they speak about things so matter of factly because within themselves, they think they know. Whereas I think the bigger voices in our community at the moment, are the ones that are coming out and they're laying out, you know, this is my hypothesis, hypothesis. This is what I'm seeing. Here's my evidence for it. Make your own choice. While at the same time going, okay, this is the opposing opinion. These are the opinions that they put down. Um, it also could be this. I think if you lay out multiple ideas and let the listener discern from it what they can, you're in a much better place because if you're just pushing the one narrative, the one opinion, the one narrative all the time without at, at least considering opposing ideas or views, you're pigeonholing your own thought and your own opinion in a way that you don't realize you've become a part of the problem. Oh, absolutely, man. I used to be a host on We The People Radio. And one of the problems was it's right when they brought me on as a permanent host is when I was having issues with Donald Trump. And I was like, I don't, I'm jumping off the Trump train, you know? And that caused major, major I'm not on that show, obviously, you know? So, and and I look back on it, I'm like, man. And somebody, somebody had sent me a message one time on Instagram and it was like, you need to watch this. And I was like, okay. And I like watched it. And then they like laid into me and wrote me like a damn near a novel telling me that I'm part of the problem. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, dude, go fuck yourself. And I like blocked them. I'm like, I'm not part of the problem. I'm trying to help, you know? But now I look back on it and I'm like totally on the Trump train. I'm like, yo, you need to get out there and you need to vote. And you're like fucking everything that Trump does is golden. So you know, like <laughs> <laughs> I was part of the fucking problem. You know, I was psyoped. I was part of the problem. And I'm I, I'm not uh, I'm not not guilty of that at the moment because the beliefs that I have right now, I could learn something tomorrow that completely changes my entire reality. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe I was pushing that. And I think that shows the integrity of people who actually are able to, to change an opinion based on new evidence or new information, because often we find when people are confronted or backed into a corner with their ideas and their theories, they double down. And when they double down, that really shows that they don't have the ability to actually take on that new information and form a new hypothesis. And that becomes a danger in itself because if you've got someone who feels like they're being attacked and in that corner and they're really doubling down on what could be air quotes, misinformation, it's actually going to throw things way out and it's going to make their followers or their listeners more, uh, more cult like or more. Just following the crowd. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I believe, yeah. I believe we brought this up. I don't know. I know it was with Ghost. It could have been the tavern or it could have been when you and I were uh, filling in on Cunt. Um, but we we brought up the whole idea that it's an ego thing. And it's it's really people, it, it's so hard it to bruise your ego and to let your ego be bruised. So even though you know deep down that something you were – a hundred percent wrong about you're going to lie to even yourself because it's so detrimental to how you look at yourself and how you uh, want people to look at you. And so like I give this example all the time, man, this guy uh, that 
he was a couple years older than me, but grew up in the same town, went to the same high school as me and everything and told me that he became a science teacher. So the kids wouldn't grow up as stupid as me believing in dumb shit like flat earth. (laughs) (laughs) What a nice guy. Jesus. I had one of my listeners reach out and they told me they're feeling really disenfranchised with the, the truth of community at the moment, because it seems like it's mirroring politics where you've got, content creators who they'll make mistakes and it's verifiable mistakes and the, or they've, they've said something that's not true whatsoever and it's easily checkable and they refuse to admit it. Like it's the same thing in politics. When have you ever seen a politician get up on stage and go, you know what? I really fucked up the energy bill on this. The, it's not what we need and we need to change it. They never admit their faults. They always fail up. And I think we see that in the, in the truth of community as well, that hopefully to a lesser extent, people aren't willing to admit their faults when they're wrong. Like, um, if we have, I don't mean to interrupt you, Drew, but like, I was just thinking about that. If we ever had a politician that came out and said, fuck, did I really fuck that up? But I know what to do now. That guy's going to have my vote for the rest of my life. Exactly. It shows he's human and actually willing to change what's happened. Right. Yes. And admit that he was fucking wrong. That is so huge. I hate it when people will hold on to the fact that they are wrong and know that they are wrong, but they won't let that go. And they will just go down swinging no matter what. I'm like, you you should have been a lawyer, I guess. I don't know what the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Or you get to the end of a presidency and you get like the likes of a Bush senior, a Clinton or Obama. And they say at the end of their presidency, when they reflect on it, mistakes were made. You're reflecting on that now, but you could have made a change about that a year ago and gone, actually, we need to pull the troops out of Afghanistan now because it's such a, such a monumental fuck up for everyone concerned. They just go with the status quo and they wait till the end and they go, oh, in hindsight, probably shouldn't have done that, but it's done now. <laughs> right. And then you got like Hillary Clinton was like, what difference does it make now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's done. It's, what, what do you want me to do about it? Uh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> we came, we saw he's dead. Ha 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 ha. Fucking <laughs> Hillary. Jesus. Fuck everybody. So what do you do for blue pills, my brother? Because you seem so grounded and like such a cool level-headed dude, but I know that you have to deal with these leftists on your daily <laughs> basis in a job. And then not only that, you come home and then you dive deep into these just really dark things that we all have to talk about on our shows. I know that there's somewhere in between there that you do something that is a guilty pleasure that just grounds you. And I would love to know what that is. As messed up as it is, it's actually podcasting. Um, I'm not just stuck with my own thoughts and research and rambling at my wife every now and again. Um, (laughs) I'm actually talking to other people and it's not always people that have the same thinking as me, which has been great. That's opened up my mind quite a bit. So I'm talking to people who have may have differing opinions on a subject that I might believe in, but they have a different spin on it. Um, people who are completely op- opposed to my views, that's a great way. But outside of that, it's gardening, man. I love gardening, permaculture. Oh, nice. Trying to become more um, self-sufficient. I've really got into learning about Indigenous plants and talking to a lot of Indigenous Aboriginal tribes in my local area finding what what's edible within my own state. And I'm actually going out and planting those plants everywhere. So my my plan in a grid down situation is I'll know where there's edible plants around and no one else will know they're edible. 
That's awesome. So you're like, you you have your little survival strategy happening where you're like planning ahead in advance and going around planting yeah. seeds and shit. I, I'm Johnny apple seeding it with <laughs> indigenous plants everywhere, That's which fun. ironically can't be touched by councils or governments. If they find it growing somewhere, they can't remove it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome, man. So it, diving into this, this is something that comes up in our world a lot within our community. And people are talking about how you can drive a wooden stake or a, two wooden stakes into your garden wrapped with a copper wire around it and create like amazing outcomes with your produce. So have you, uh, have you dove into that at all with it? I haven't yet. Um, one of my listeners reached out. He actually does that with his um, hemp crop. And he said he's got hit the, it's chalk and cheese between the two. He's got photos of the, the year he tried it without and the year that he is using it. And it's like it's on steroids. And I'm hearing what other people are doing in the community as well. And I've really got to give it a go. I've actually got to rotate my crops now because we're just coming into winter. So I'll put my winter crops in and I'll, I'll stake those and see what happens if it's any different to last year. Yeah, man, that, that would be so cool. And it's so cheap to do that as well. I mean, you can just get a, a you know, just a wooden stake, a wooden pole. Yeah, that a dowel and just wrap it with copper. Yeah, exactly. So you could actually even go out to these places where you've actually gone and have your little things going and put these around so that, you know, for sure that they're producing some shit when you finally have to use it. God, yeah, that's it, right. God forbid if you have to use it. Yeah, and the best thing is that these plants are eaten by all the native wildlife, and when they shit it out, they're shitting the seeds and spreading more of it. That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Isn't, isn't it? Right. It's nature just taking care of itself. So are you doing anything else, you know, like our buddy uh, Ghost and Jen and Joe from Legit Bat, they do chickens and shit. Uh, so, so does Moral Bob. Do you get into chickens at all? Um, I'm actively in a, a transition into farming. My wife's family farm is 600 acres with Angus beef. So on the odd occasion, we'll go out to the farm and we'll help clean up and get things set up. But it's transitioning to a point where I might only have to teach two or three days a week and spend the rest of it on the farm and then ideally transition full-time to the farm and not have to worry about being in the system. I'm jealous as fuck, man. That is so awesome. That is, is that so fucking cool dude you gotta marry a good country girl man <laughs> well speaking of marrying a good country girl does she think that you're fucking crazy as shit and off your rocker or is she a truther as 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 like one of us she's opening up to it she's my she grounds me a lot if i go a little bit too <laughs> off the ledge she brings me back down but she's noticing things now she's more so really picking apart government policy and government decisions which i think is really the start of it all especially being someone whose um, family is surrounded in agriculture and, and livestock. She's seeing a lot of the stuff that's coming down from the world economic forum and our governments and the green agenda, which has nothing to do with saving the planet or stopping cow farts. And she's very on board with that now. Is the almond, uh, what is it called? The, the farmer's almanac. Is that a thing out there or is that just uh, an American thing? I think that's just an American thing. There's something similar that's Australian, but um, it's more so regional. So we've got a lot of different um, geography in Australia, different climate zones. So it's it's very situational to what state you're in. So the farmer's almanac is is really more accurate than 
tuning in to your weather station every single day. It's crazy. And farmers still buy it to this day. And it has to do with a lot of alchemy and shit like that. So I really think that there is something to this whole thing. Um, and, and, and I see it not only in America, but now that I have my podcast, I talk to people like you, I talk to people in Europe, uh, Ireland. So I'm like talking to people all Thailand, all over the world and shit. And it seems like every government has a hold on the agriculture. And I'm just curious, like, how do we overcome that? Because I like to say this saying when, when people say they have cancer, I'm just like, that sucks. I just wish you would like watch some of the things that I know because when you park your car to go, when you park your car in the hospital parking lot and you walk from your car to the door to go get your procedure done, you probably walked by like two or three, what we consider weeds that will do a lot more benefit to your body in killing that cancer than that fucking radiation and poison that you're going to get. Well, dandelions. Dandelions is amazing, bro. Is amazing. So there is a there's a, a a condition of skin cancer, and just dandelion tea is known to completely get rid of it. Just just that. Not to mention all the other things, you know. I don't know how you feel about like zeolites and stuff like that, but I'm I've been researching that and it seems like there's a lot of benefits to that as well. I've also heard another side of the coin that it's just a a money grab uh bullshit woo-woo thing. Uh, I'm really into like we know the way that we cultivate crops in the West is that we're actually drawing nutrients out of the soil to the point where it's it's stagnant and it's dead, but we can still produce the food. The food might be big and large, but it's nutrient deficient. Over generations, our food has become less and less nutrient dense. So a lot of the stuff that they're bringing up from the bottom of bogs and swamps, that's the most, most nutrient rich soil. There's a reason why all our crops and all our agriculture is built on traditionally built on riverbeds because it would naturally flood and that silt and minerals would come into the crops. Now we've got farms that are in the middle of nowhere that are not near water sources that are constantly being rotated and we don't have that nutrient-dense soil. So it's not just about minerals. It's not just about um, vitamins, I should say. It's also about the minerals, the heavy metals and things that we naturally need as human beings. And I think that's going to be a big thing for the future people going back to that. And another thing too, uh, we got into this on cunt. But uh, there was that lady that was speaking actually in Australia and she was talking about GMOs and the importance of organic and uh, seeds and stuff like that. And the fact that just because your seeds that you're getting from the grocery store are producing these large like tomatoes, let's just say tomatoes or whatever, that one huge ass tomato is actually deficient in everything that the tomato is supposed to be. So you would need to eat five of those in order to get the nutrients from that one tomato that's organic and half the size. And not only that, that there is modifications within these uh, vegetables and fruits that we're growing from these GMOs that your body doesn't recognize and doesn't know how to break down and, and ultimately has the potential to break, uh, to change your DNA. Yeah, I've actually done some a few little home experiments on this. I took a a pumpkin that 
my wife bought at the just a grocery store, standard pumpkin, which supposedly aren't GMO. I took the seed from that, grew it. It grew a new pumpkin with seeds in it. I'm like, okay, let's let's see what it does the next round. The third generation or second generation rather, I planted the seed. The pumpkin grew. It was completely seedless. And so all these pe- all these people out there who I think are reliant on, oh, I could just take the seeds out of the tomato or the pumpkin or the cucumber, whatever they've got from the grocery store, and I could keep growing that again and again. Well, after two generations, two or three, it no longer produces seed. And that's on purpose too, so that you have to keep going back and buying their seeds. Exactly. So I believe Bill Gates has almost a monopoly on seeds right now. And we know that he also has a seed bank where he's keeping like organic seeds. I wouldn't be surprised if there's vegetables and fruits that we don't even know about that existed for humankind or probably do exist, but they just keep it from us. That is well, so beneficial. Well, look at this, the basic variety of what we consider fruits and vegetables as Westerners. That's maybe two or three variations of any given fruit or vegetable. If you actually look at what's available, there's hundreds of different variations in apples alone. Right. And I love apples, man. I'm an apple freak. Apples and pears is my, my thing. Oh, and cantaloupe. I love cantaloupe. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, that, that, that keeps you dependent on their seeds. So you can't grow more than two generations and, that sucks. You can't collect rainwater, which I don't know if that's a good or if it would even be a good idea to collect rainwater at this point anyway with all of the pollution that they're putting in with the chemtrails and shit like that. It's probably more concentrated <laughs> if you drink in that water than breathing in whatever it is, unless you have like an amazing filtration system. But do you even think that it's going to get to the point where we're going to have to be relying on these things? Or do you think that there's going to be some sort of a wave of something that changes the direction and where we're headed as a, as an entire planet? I hope there's a change, but my recent deep dive into what's happening with Australian livestock, it's got me very, very concerned. Um, I'm starting to think that, what happened with the the turkey basters wasn't entirely a ultimate kill shot or a depopulation or population control method on people. I think in a lot of ways it was used as a mechanism to justify the rollout of mRNA across all vaccines. So early childhood schedule vaccines, even into agriculture. So during COVID in Australia, it was in 2022, um, our agricultural um, corporations started investing in mRNA technology to try and cure lumpy skin disease, which is a, a disease that cows get. They get these boils and stuff all over themselves. It's really disgusting and it's quite painful for them. They put a lot of research into that. All at the same time, our closest neighbor, Indonesia, had an outbreak of foot and mouth disease, which for cows, it's realistically, it's a death sentence. They get these pustules in their mouth and on their cloven hooves where they can't walk and they can't eat and they just malnourish and die. Australia's never, ever had that outbreak in our country before. We've got a really great biosecurity. And the fact that we're an island continent makes it very hard for pests and disease to get into our our nation. Well, lo and behold, our neighbours had it. So the media and the corporations, they put out this big fear campaign that, you know, in 2022, we had to shut the borders to Indonesia. We couldn't have flights going in or out. And it got to the point where they were allowing flights, but anyone that got off from a a plane from Indonesia, they either had to have their shoes destroyed or heavily bleached and detoxified before they came in. 
I think that was the the precursor. It was the event um, two hundred one for an outbreak they're planning in Australia within our our livestock and our herds. I think they're going to deliberately. This is me speculating, of course. I think there's either going to be a a staged event or a real outbreak that they've planted to force all the farmers in our country to vaccinate all of their cattle, sheep, pigs, cows with an mRNA technology, which could have the possibility of two impacts. We could see a lot of cows just drop dead or livestock drop dead, or we could see infertility issues. Now, if we lose our, our food supply and we lose the meat, what is there left to eat? Uncle Schwab's got a plan for us, and that's to eat the bugs. They don't like cattle. We know they, they're blaming cattle for all the issues for global warming. So to knock out our food supply, that's a playbook they've been using for a very long time. I'm seeing it as being the next Holdemore 2.0. They're going to starve us out through mRNA. They're going to mRNA vaccinate all the animals in the world, and it's going to have a detrimental impact where livestock and herd numbers dwindle significantly so that only the rich can afford meat and the rest of us are eating bugs well have you seen that they're uh talking about vaccination through food already as well so it's not just going to be the meat they're actually talking about growing food that has vaccinations uh, as far as uh modified plants so uh, it's it's scary man and they don't have to tell you that's the thing is I mean, you would think that they have to tell you, but I've I've been looking at packages lately and a lot of these packages, some of them don't say what the fuck is even in it, even though it's like law that they're supposed to. Exactly. Um, the scary thing is like we've heard that Bill Gates has spoken about genetically modified mosquitoes that can deliver vaccines. Well, the danger is that we have varroa mite in Australia now, which is a mite that attaches itself to bees like a flea. Over time, it kills them. It's very detrimental to the honey industry. We've got that here now. So our government's actively snuffing out, burning all our hives in parts of Australia to try and wipe out this infestation we've never had. They're also talking about vaccinating or genetically altering the European honeybee so that it can't be impacted by varroa mite. Well, the problem is if they genetically engineer a bee, let's just say it has an mRNA spike protein, a part of its DNA, what's to stop it every time it goes onto a flower or a new plant, transferring that spike protein into the plants as they're growing? Well, that's probably part of their plan. They're just not going to tell you about that, right? No, they won't. (laughs) You know, because I was just going through the list of all the companies, uh, Pepsi, uh, Starbucks, Tazo Tea, Mountain, uh, every Pepsi product actually, um, that has... Aborted fetal cells in their products. You're not going to get a Pepsi can and turn it around and it's not going to say aborted fetal cells. So they're not no. telling you what is in this shit. Well, um, you know how we always go back to Hollywood and they release things in films? In the Wolverine film called Logan, the last one with Hugh Jackman. The best one. They, yeah, the best one. They wiped out the mutants, not by killing them off. They. They bred them out by genetically altering the population without their knowledge. And there's a big spiel from this evil scientist in it that says, all we had to do was genetically modify the foods of the world, popcorn, sugary, sweet drinks, and it altered people's DNA so there's no longer mutants. But they're telling us in a roundabout way what they're already doing with food traditionally. That's before any of this um, turkey-based stuff. See, and do you think that they're actually mutants or do you think that they're drowning out these abilities that we naturally have and they're just clouding them out so that we're not capable of using them. 
because it's That's not it's not uncommon to come across somebody that has some sort of an ability that you don't have you know whether no, it's well, you look at those tibetan priests and always these people that come along once in a while that can eat metal and um throw a pin through bricks like there's things that people potentially can do that we we think is fantastical and maybe that's being suppressed. I think that a lot of the, uh, the DNA, the swabs and tests from the past three years was to build a data bank of all the people in the world at the same time as try and root out certain bloodlines and types of people and genetic traits. Yeah, I agree. You know, when I, I just went down last week for my daughter's graduation and my ex-wife, she was all excited and she was like, I, I went ahead and I did my 23 and me and my response was not what she was expecting, <laughs> right? I was like, why in the fuck would you just voluntarily give them your fucking DNA so that you can just get a fake piece of paper that has like some dumbass shit printed out that you're going to believe that's not even true? And she Exactly. Have you seen the TikTok? Her dumbfounded for a second. And then I was like, so what did it say? And she was like, well, I'm not going to tell you now. It's fucking irrelevant, obviously. <laughs> well, you would have seen all the TikTok videos and YouTube little clips of um, people that get the 23andMe or the Ancestry Online kit and they swab a, a cat, a dog, a lizard, one of their pets, and they send it back and they get this full-blown thing. Oh, look, my cat is uh, 25% Armenian and 40% Norwegian. And they go through all these things. You can tell they're just sending out randomized generated bullshit to people and just collecting their DNA data. Yeah, absolutely. Because I I've heard of people sending out shit that isn't even their DNA. The same thing that people were doing with the COVID test, you know, like somebody got a, a positive COVID test from a pair so give me a fucking break, man. <laughs> so um, we're going to take a little interlude right here. Um, I'm going to go fill my water back up and take a piss. And I'm going to leave everybody with a one minute Hobson interlude. And we will be back in one minute. Quite the performance, Mr. Hobson. You've won over all of our hearts. Why'd you bring me here? Well, I'm glad you asked. We need you to draw the attention of the civilian population, while in turn we will infiltrate the corrupted government facilities to prevent a new world order. And what am I supposed to get out of this? We know the whereabouts of your son. Does that not interest you? I don't trust you. I don't trust any of you guys. But I'll still do it. Where am I going? The Netherlands. The Netherlands. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. And we're back. I think I was like 30 seconds too late, huh? That's okay. I filled in the dead air. Thank you, brother. Oh, Thank I, you. Uh, no worries. I literally just had, as we're talking about mRNA vaccines and whatnot, I had a, a listener who's also a podcaster comment on one of my threads that her son works in the livestock industry and she contacted one of the big companies called Beef Shed in Western Australia 
and asked them if they could please tell them their position on mRNA technologies and meat. And they essentially said in this quote, we work within the guidelines of Australia and that's the only comment on the subject. Oh man. So that means it's probably already in the meat. I'd say it's already in the meat. That is a scary fucking thought, man. Okay. Well, at least I live in a place where we have local butchers. So I'm going to start doing that from now on. Yes. And so do we, I think the benefit out of all this is that the caveat on all that is under Australian legislation, it's up to the farmers to vaccinate. You don't have to have a government official or a vet to come in and do it yet. Air quotes. Um, so farmers could essentially say, oh yeah, I totally vaccinated them and they could be throwing in the bin unless they make it a really hard push. I think a lot of the good farmers out there who know about this stuff or are informed about it will be able to get around it. Yeah, I hope you're right. So that is a scary thing, but let's not dooms too much. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful things going on. The podcast is blowing up, brother. Um, not only do you have Missing the Point, but you also have the Mystery Science Theater uh, Conspiracy podcast. How's that going? Uh, it's it's slow going. I'm trying to navigate the time zones between myself, Andy, and Bob. We've got a few ideas in the works at the moment. Um, I'm just constantly watching films. That's my veg out thing. So I'm noticing a lot of stuff. I've got a lot of notes, a lot of films in the pipeline for us to, to work on. Um, the next one's going to be Idiocracy. That's just a comedy we need to go to. We've done a couple of films which have some dark undertones and we needed a bit of a break with something that's at least funny to watch. So next one's definitely going to be you know, Idiocracy. Yeah, I like how you said at least funny to watch because it definitely <laughs> has some really dark undertones to it and has predicted the craziness basically that we are living through right now. It might be a little bit slapstick, but at the same time, it is pretty damn dead on to a, a documentary. If you could describe society with three films at the moment, it'd have to be a Venn diagram of Demolition Man, Wally, and then Idiocracy. And we're somewhere in the middle. Right. And I would say in about five years, we're going to have to uh, throw Ready Player One in there somewhere. Yes, absolutely. We're starting to see the Oculus type of things coming out. I just, uh, I've heard so many people talking about Ready Player One. And so I was on, I was it either like Apple TV or Amazon Prime or something. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to rent it. And I rented it and I watched it. And I was like, wow, this is an amazing movie. Last night. I was on Tubi and that motherfucker is on Tubi for free. Are fucking kidding me? <laughs> but it's all good. But when I watched it, I was like, man, I can see why people were like into this because in the, just in the very beginning in the introduction of the world that they live in and the time that they live in, it is basically you will own nothing and you will like it because none of them really own shit but yet they go into this world and they're happy in this world. Yeah. They live on in shipping containers called the stacks and they're stacked on top of each other, like, like rats. And then they escape it through a virtual reality. I mean, it's not too bad. I, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, they get the suits where they can touch each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. You know, as long as you can make out and feel stuff. Uh, yeah. That'd be cool. They'll take sexting to a whole new level. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that device that you wear? That's, you wear it like a strap over your mouth and it has a robotic tongue and it's Bluetooth yes. to someone somewhere else and you can kiss them back. 
Yes, I have. <laughs> the the nerds of are destroying the world. The nerds of the world, they're going to destroy it through technology. Yep. You know, it's funny too, because a few years ago we had movies that were starting to come out where people were falling in love with AI and bots and shit like that. And now we're actually seeing that shit. I don't know. I don't remember who it was, but they brought up a clip where this guy actually fell in love. I think it might've been Ryan Dean. I don't know, but somebody <laughs> fell in love with a fucking a chat GPT girlfriend that you pay for. And then she quit talking to him. She started ghosting him. It's the pipeline to transhumanism, isn't it? It's definitely on its way. Uh, man, it's it's they've been doing a lot of things to go into transhumanism, you know, and Lady Liberty Liberty Lady Liberty Libby is out there and she's been on the front line taking bullets like crazy, uh talking about agenda twenty forty five. And, you know, like I haven't been heavy into it as much as I should have just because I've been consumed with life at the moment. But everything that she talks about is something that is very real and very concerning. And if anybody was to go to 2045.com and just peek around and look into it, it's, it's uh, some scary shit that they have planned for us. And now last week, I mean, we seen this coming in the pipeline, but they actually came out and said it. Um, but the world economic for no, not the world. Is it the world economic? Who is in charge of health? Uh, the world health Health organization, WHO. Yeah. Yeah. Came out and said that they would like the power over every single country to declare fucking, um, uh, pandemics basically. (laughs) Yeah. And they've actually, I I don't know if it's, it's achieved yet, but they're pushing the global, um, health passport vaccination passport. Yeah, I mean, they can do all they want with all these countries that want to go along with it. And obviously, when Biden is in office, we're going to go along with it. But uh, that goes against our Constitution. And we don't have to abide by that. Because as soon as they sign over that, bye-bye Constitution. That means that the World Health Organization just became the New World Order. Yeah, it's, um, it's tiptoeing into tyranny. It's going that way very, very quickly. Especially people say it's happened a lot within the past three years, but I'd say the last 10 years, the amount of change societally, technologically, socially, if you were to tell someone in the eighties, what the world is like now, they wouldn't believe you. If no. you were to tell a war, a war veteran, someone storming the beach of Normandy in the, in, in the 1940s, they would not believe you. No, my grand, my grandfather did that. And I'm glad he's not around to see this bullshit right now because he would be fucking pissed. So, you know, he he watched people die around him. He was in that boat knowing as soon as I get off of this boat and I jump in this water, I'm probably going to fucking die and still push through it and fought for what he believed. I'm not saying what it was. Uh, it was something entirely different, what he was fighting for. But what he believed he was fighting for was our freedom and our protection of our freedom, our First Amendment and our Second Amendment. And if he was to see what was going on right now, it would crush him because that means his life was meaningless. Yeah. And now we've got that. We're set in a stage where we've got people on certain sides of the political spectrum who are willing to kill you and want to kill you because you won't refer to them by a chosen pronoun. Right. And it's not. And it's funny, too, because they want they want to say we just want acceptance and that's not what they want. They want dominance. They want, yes, they want control. Yeah. 
it, it it's like fucking crazy. It's like, dude, I, I accepted you like before I even realized I was accepting you. I just fucking accepted you. If you're a fucking good person, you're a good person. If you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. So that's how I judge people, you know? And I was never one. I, I thought transgenders were weird because it's something different to me. I'm like, whoa, that's different. I remember the first time I was in LA in a Whole Foods and I seen one and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? I was like, that guy has fake nails and boobs and shit, but that's definitely a fucking guy, you know? So it was weird to me, but I accepted it. I'm like, fuck it. If you want to be weird, be weird. But now it's like, uh, California is passing a law to where if your child says that they're a male when they're a female or a female when they're a male and you're like, no, that's not how the world works, they will take your fucking child away from you. Yeah, Canada's had that for quite a while now and Victoria's stepping into that. Seems like the same time as California. It's really, really actually concerning that, like you said, it's about dominance. It's compelling people's speech if I had a shop or a business and a guy came in who wanted to identify as a woman or his persona was a woman, that's cool. I'm not going to serve you because of that, or I'm not going to let you buy products or what have you. But as soon as you start telling me the way I have to think and compel my speech in a certain way, it's no longer about your freedom because you're impacting mine. Right. Cause that's what they're really pushing. Right. But then they hide behind the shield of, we just want rights that everybody else has. Well, okay. I have one simple question for you. What fucking right are you being denied that I have? What right do I have that you are being denied? I would love to hear your fucking answer. You dumb fucks. Then they split the hairs on it. They go, Oh, well, we can't go into a woman's toilet. Well, one, you're not a woman, but a quick workaround is we have a trans toilet. We have a man, woman, we have an intersex one. Is that not a quick, an easy option? No, because I'm not intersex, I'm a woman. Well, we gave you an option and you don't want it. So it's clearly about dominance. Yes, clearly about dominance. Because deep down, you know you're not a fucking woman. You know. I love this saying Ryan Dean says. He says, there is no such thing as chicks with dicks, only dudes with boobs. Yeah, Ted. They nailed it on that. <laughs> oh, is that Ted? Yeah, yeah. You might have told me that because I quote that and I always give Ryan credit for that. There's a good, um, a good, it's a little tale that you put 150 men and 150 women on an island in a thousand years time, you'll have tens of thousands of children and families running around. You put 150 trans women and 150 men on an island, you'll have 300 skeletons in a thousand years time. Exactly. You know, it's funny too because I have somebody that follows me on Instagram and her, 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 his, her name is a trans truther and it is a male that transitioned into a female. And I agree with 90% of the things that she posts and comments on. However, when I comment things that have to do with trans, she gets pissed and she's gone to the point where she said that Christianity has to be eradicated from the planet. That's always their go-to, isn't it? It's, um, what do you do in these situations though? We're clearly at a point where one side of society who's considered conservative is actually more accepting and willing to have people in society than the other side. The other side, which has always pushed 
standing up for people's rights. They've completely flipped on it. And they live in a, in a situation where their idea of reality is completely the opposite of how reality actually is. Right. It's like you have to live in our fantasy land. And if you don't accept and live on our fantasy land with us, then fuck you. And, and it's not even good enough to be like, I don't care if you want to paint your nails and wear a wig and fucking walk down the street in a fucking dress. I don't give a shit. I don't. But it's come to the point where they're shoving it in your face. So it's like, bro, I just want to go and fucking walk down the street and enjoy myself, you know, in in Southern California. I don't even want to go visit anymore because I know what it's like out there. And, and, and we have these people like they're warring on Armenians now in Southern California, like the trans LGBTQ one, two, three, four, five, eight, nine, 10, 11 Hashtag. Uh, RSVP later on is fucking <laughs> is going against uh, the Armenians in Southern California that are like standing up to the schools because they don't want their kids taught this fucking shit. I, yeah, I mean, you're a teacher. Are based people. <laughs> you're a teacher. Do you see parents uh, that have an issue in your, in your school, in your school district, or is everybody just kind of like, yeah, that's what everybody, yeah. I, did you guys watch The View today? Unfortunately, I don't think parents fully comprehend what's happening in schools in that regard. They're very apathetic. They're more focused on putting food on the table, going to work, getting their kids to school. I don't think they really understand the full scope of what's happening within schools. But well, like you said, with design, isn't it, Drew? It is by, definitely by design. And like what you said with the Armenians that are pushing back in your state, in New South Wales, the state above me, it has a very large Lebanese population who are like Coptic Christian. Um, they're Christians and they are extremely traditional, extremely based. And there was a point where a very prominent right-wing politician made a speech at a Lebanese church and the alphabet people came to protest it and snapped a crucifix in front of them. So the Lebanese boys, they all piled in and they had to get police in there to protect these people who were surrounded by police crying because, but their actions put them towards that. Like, why would you dare snap a crucifix in front of a church, in front of people that are that based? That's so funny and hypocritical too, because the, these these people two and a half years ago were probably out there yelling defund the police and they're like, mm-hmm. please, please save me, please, please. <laughs> it's actually interesting. We're starting to see a lot of the Abrahamic faiths start to band together against this alphabet nonsense at the moment we're seeing muslims stand hand in hand with christians we're seeing a lot of the denominations all come together to push back but what i'm noticing more so is it's having unintended side effects on the actual rainbow community itself the l the g and the b are going through a divorce of the rest of the letters at the moment the lesbians the gays and the buys they don't want any part of this because they see where it's going so they're happy to live their lives and do what they want behind closed doors, but they're not actively pushing things on anyone. So I've heard this and I even clipped a part of it because my boss, where I work, she's a Christian. However, she is a lesbian and I love her to death. And I was, I was curious if she had heard this. And so I was like, I was like, it seems like your uh, movement is is starting to stand up against the corrupt infiltrators. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, 
I was like, well, you know that rainbow flag that you guys took over? I was like, it seems like some of the OGs are pissed off that now somebody else is trying to take over it. And then I played her a clip where it was like somebody saying like, we're not down with them and blah, 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 blah. And she was like, oh, shit, I haven't heard this. This is the first I've heard of this. And like, because she's a conservative. She's a Christian, but she's a lesbian, you know? So it's like, but we're all hypocrites, man. Yeah. Well, end of the day, it's, it's, um, she can live her best life. And it's really, it's, it's, it's God that makes decisions of her at the end of the day. And as long as she's not hurting anyone, I suppose she lives her life as the way she is. But if you're familiar with our big dumb mouth, their host, one of their co-hosts, Joe, he's a gay man, really nice dude. But because he's a white guy, he's considered white. He's considered straight adjacent within the alphabet community as a white gay guy you are considered straight in that community now your privilege points have to go up because you're no longer a victim in comparison to the others man that so reminds me of that video that i posted on instagram that you'd said was around for a while where the teacher was in the classroom and this guy like came up with something that would like cure a bunch of diseases and then she like leveled out the playing field and and she was like privilege points (laughs) yeah the girl was like white and she was like but i'm bisexual and she was like oh okay well that's plus two points <laughs> you know <laughs> well we we see that in the american university system don't we we get people get um affirmative action elements to get them enrolled in university universities get certain social credit scores for having certain demographics put ahead of the line of other people who may have actually scored higher than them right and that all goes down to funding as well but we mm-hmm. all know that people behind these universities are generally the ones that are sitting at these round tables, making these huge decisions to push the, these agendas to begin with because yeah, they, absolutely. They, they own these corporations, right? It's, it's alumni that own these corporations that are funding these schools. And, you know, these schools, if they don't get those checks, that's going to be detrimental to them. Yes. Um, and I'm finding that all these But what the research of the science is based on, if you go back far enough, especially when it comes to gender ideology, a lot of the people that developed the underpinning, the foundations for this research that's all still based on today and referenced, they're pedophiles. They're openly pedophiles or pro minor attracted persons. And they're pushing an agenda back then, which is somehow what all our science and theory is based on now for their arguments. So why are we even considering this in our society, why aren't we calling it out for what it is? It's clearly an infiltration to push a an agenda where children are hypersexualized to the point where they're going to be victimized throughout their lives. It it's a scary thing, you know, because I went through um, I went through my little sister went through sexual trauma as children, and it's you either go one or two ways, either you become an advocate against it or you become a victimizer yourself. And it's a very scary thing to know that these people that are in charge of your children, and this is nothing new. This has been happening forever. You know, like YMCA camps, uh, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, shit like this. This is where these things have been happening forever. This is not anything new. This is just something that is now trying to be brought open into the society as something that is normal and accepted which is why they are trying to change the terms, which is, and I go back to the city of, or the tower of Babel and, or uh, 
uh, George Orwell's writings, you know, like you, you take away people's ability to communicate and then you take away their ability to think about what is really happening. And so if you change the terminology from a pedophile, which is what they should be fucking called, I mean, unless we can come up with a, a more dirty word, then I'm down with that. But minor attracted person to lessen the impact, to normalize it. Is that really where we are in today's society? Not just here in the United States either. Exactly. Um, good news on that front, though. I just saw that Japan actually raised its legal age of consent from something like 13 to 16. Still a bit too low in my, in my opinion, but uh, it's going a better way. And it's not. it's very noticeable that these good things that are happening are happening in um, nations that have a, a singular demographics. Japan is a monocultural state. Japan is for the Japanese. But Drew, what about NATO? Was it NATO that just came out and was trying to um, push like the, they, they were like, if a child has sex with an adult and it's consec and, and it's uh, consensual, then it should be okay. Yes, that's the UN. The, <laughs> the UN. UN came out with that. Yeah, yeah. United Nations are trying NATO, to push that. Yeah, not not a defense yeah. thing. Yeah, the <laughs> UN, right? So this is something that is clearly high on their agenda, right? Not only are they targeting because we've been talking about the transgender movement as well, but they're targeting our children through music, through social media and through entertainment in general and normalizing this, right? So when in the past, like I said, I was in my 20s and had to move to LA before I even fucking saw my first transgender person ever. And I was shocked because I didn't even know what the fuck that was. And now if, uh, if a kid fucking, there's no such thing as tomboys anymore. Right? No. Really yeah, they, you got, they're, they're really targeting our, our girls more yes, so. And, and you're, you're right. They're targeting, I think in the, the youth, they're targeting girls to be boys more. But you never, ever hear of a, a situation where a, a trans man is fighting to be accepted in the men's room. You're never hearing about a trans man trying to compete in the NFL or NHL. You're never hearing of it going that way. It's always about adult men trying to go into these spaces. And ironically, you end up finding out, not all of them, I'm definitely not saying that, not all of them, but there definitely is a trend that a lot of these people are either past sex offenders or become sex offenders in those situations. Yes. And another thing to go back on to why we see that in sports is because testosterone makes you want to be competitive and dominant. And if you're born and you have natural testosterone in your body, you generally are a well, not everybody because there's a bunch of sissy motherfuckers in society <laughs> today, but you tend to be competitive and you tend to want to be dominant. And um, women realize that their bone structure is in their whole makeup and build, even though they transition, they are not a man. And they don't want to get in the ring with a fucking man who trained, you know, they, they're like, I'm a man, but I'm not going to go and fucking fight that motherfucker in UFC. 
you know, at the same time. They're not that stupid. However, we have these men who are insecure their entire lives and they're mediocre fucking athletes. So then they transition and a lot of them transition just strictly so that they can become a dominant athlete and, and they fuck people up. It's not right. And these same people that are talking about women's rights are, are the same people that are okay with this shit going on. And you need to see how hypocritical that is right there because if you were really down for women's rights you would be seeing that everything that these natural women have been working towards and fight for and actually have a place where they can be competitive against each other is being completely stripped away from them just for your fucking value of acceptance and think about what the left and feminism has been pushing for the longest time women need a voice Women have to have a voice in society, which I agree with. They absolutely need a voice. But as soon as you allow a man to step into, say, a cycling event and blitz every single event over a year, and the woman who comes second or third speaks up about it and instantly gets called a bigot or a turf, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist, it's eat, the system's eating itself alive. They found a bigger victim. The trans community of today are the, the coloured people of the past. They've found their new victim for that side of politics. And they're running hard on it. Yeah. It, the tables have definitely turned, right? Because it was always the white man that had the power, even though, you know, I've never had power. I'm a white man and I've, I know a lot of black people that have it way better off than I do, but that's besides the point. Um, I, I had a point where I wanted to get to with this whole trans thing and, and the feminization thing. And, and, and it has to do with, um, Damn it, I totally forgot, but it had to do with the testosterone thing again. Um, I guess it wasn't that important. Uh, well, this has been going on for in time and memoriam, like you said. There was actually a, a group that was in the Middle East and Rome that had a, a god. It was like Vishnu, a female version of Vishnu the Destroyer or something like that where I'm going to absolutely slaughter this. I'm sorry that I don't have the notes for it, but essentially it was an ancient pagan cult built around men castrating themselves, dressing as women, going into towns, luring out children who they would then castrate and bring into their cult. And they would only engage in anal sex with men. So this is a, a thing that's been happening for the longest time. The drag queen story hour has just changed. It used to be a literal attack on children physically, and now it's a way of trying to bring in and change their perceptions. Right. And, and, and right before the fall of Rome is when this really became like pristine in the culture and not only Rome, but Egypt as well. Exactly. Um, and it's, I don't want to be the person who always has to bring elements of this back to like biblical scripture, but it's plain as day that these are Babylonian satanic death cults that we know they prey on children. We know they invert sexualism. We know that they bastardize the human form with their God, who happens to be a hermaphrodite. We're seeing elements of that play out now. We saw it happen in the 1920s Germany of the Weimar Republic. It got to a point there where a certain Austrian artist with a snazzy mustache tried to do something about it. We know that there was a demonization around that in history, whether he made good choices or terrible choices. That's not for me to say, but it's happening throughout history. And I can't help but wonder whether this is being pushed so hard so quickly now they're trying to manifest or bring about a very traditional right-wing person to do some horrible shit again. 
I can see that, you know, push people to their limits until they finally break because I have uh, fantasies and daydreams that I would never say out loud, you know, (laughs) (laughs) about some of these people and some of these things. But going back in history, it's happened even more recent. Uh, Are you familiar with Maoism? Yes. And so his whole thing was to to uh, blend the genders as well. And he had a whole thing going on where you separate uh, the the children from the parents, basically, to where government becomes not only the parent, but also God. And uh, he tried to blur the genders and through that chen- transgender thing. And if you look at exactly the way that Maoism, the, the way that Mao did everything that he did strategically, if you just take out the word Mao and put in the United States or the CIA or insert clever name here, it, it totally fits with what we're seeing today. Yeah, it's really concerning. Are they going down the route of they want a completely controlled state like the crony capitalist slash communist bastard child that is China? Or are they going for that push where they're going to have another person do horrible things? I'm leaning towards they want someone to do horrible things because their system is entirely built around having a victim. What victims are they going to be after the, the trans agenda is mainstream and pushed completely? Where's the next victim come from? We no. had it as women no. as the victim. We then had it as um, people of color as the victims. And now we've got it as people who are intersex as the victim. Where do you go beyond that? Right. And not, and not only victim, but we need a bad guy as well too. So mm-hmm. they're, They've always been playing off a bad guy and it doesn't even have to necessarily be a guy because I remember growing up in the eighties, we were propagandized to hate the Russians in the United States. They were, they were pushing that on us throughout the cold war. And I don't even know if there really was a cold war, but that was just what they told us. You know, we had to do, uh, um, uh, what do you call it when you do drill drills? We had to do not only fire drills, but sometimes we would do uh, drills to where if we had a nuclear attack and like we would get under our desk as if that was going to do and cover, right? As if that was going to do anything. That was just like I, all I would imagine is that scene from Terminator Two when you know she's like holding onto the fence and <laughs> everybody to leave, and then just the big fucking fire comes through and everybody's just scorched. I'm like, yeah, dude, I like duck and cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really going to help us out here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why they took away the lead-based paint, and it wasn't because kids were sticking it in their mouths and drinking it. <laughs> Man. So... What do you got up on the agenda, Drew? You're a busy, busy man. Not only are you teaching kids uh, how to be artistic, uh, you are also a part of so many podcasts, but not only the podcast are you on, the quality of podcasts that you're on, because I know that when you're on Julia's podcast, you do amazing research. And me, I don't have time to research, man. I listen to books while I'm at work or I listen to podcasts, but uh it's just insane the amount of work that you put in and your content is awesome. What, what, what can we expect to see and hear from you? Um, I've actually got a winter break coming up where I've got two weeks off from school. So I've got a few things penciled in guest appearances on other shows and a few collaborations. But apart from that, I really want to get back into, I was doing some short little snippet episodes about Australian cryptids. Um, I need to get back into doing that. I found some information um, archaeological wise that doesn't prove 
these cryptids are real, but it gives you a real life flesh and blood animal that could have been misconstrued as these cryptids in Australia. So there's a few of those coming up. Um, I'm really big into talking to my to my um, listeners at the moment. So I've got a thing called Conspiracy Chit Chat where listeners reach out and they jump on and we just talk about whatever, which is great. That sounds awesome. So you you really drew me in with your cryptids thing. So when you get that whole thing put together and and put it out, I would love for you to come on White Rabbit and give a presentation. Sure. There's um, two out already. There's one called the Blob, the Tasmanian Blob Mysteries, and there's another one called um, the the Bunyip. So those two are out already. They're really short, the half an hour to forty five minutes. But yeah, go check them out and see if you like them. Fuck yeah, man. I'm going to go check those out. That's awesome. I always love talking to you, Drew. You're like a brother from another mother from the land down under. So I love you. It's always a pleasure. Like I said, is there anything that you would like to tell the conspiracy junkies before we dip out? Um, No, just go check out my latest episode. It's a bit controversial at the moment. Episode 30. Um, I listened. It was a great episode. Yeah, um, just listen to it. There's a lot of things going on in that space that I think people need to be aware of. It's not a right punching right type of a deal, but it's I think it's putting a few truths out there that I think we need to question as a community if we're really going to support each other. Absolutely, brother. That being said, thank you for jumping on White Rabbit. Ladies and gentlemen, conspiracy junkies and fellow truthers, keep digging down those rabbit holes. Oh, wait, I almost forgot. Please leave a five-star review. That really helps. And guess what, guys? We're going to be back on Spotify. I think I got well, I got accepted, so we'll see. It's gonna, it hasn't shown up yet, but we're going to be on Spotify. So, fuck yeah, we're on there now. And don't forget to go to whiterabbitpodcast.com for all of your dope merch. We got Spaces Faking Gay out right now, and that seems to be a hot seller. And also, we got the panties that say, keep digging down those rabbit holes. And in the back, it says, not that one. So, everybody go check that shit out. The shit is fire. Love you guys for listening. And keep digging down those rabbit holes. I would never bend my knee to Satan. I would never sell myself for no paper. You can go ahead and call me a hater, but I'll go ahead and call you a traitor. Hey, Hollywood is getting canceled. I put God over financials. Just know that I never kill myself if they try to use me as a damn example. Hey, first Lil Nas, now Sam Smith. Satan coming for the damn kids. These rappers and singers are puppets. The second the label give them their advances, God is forgiven. We were all made in His image. That's why He told me to remix this. Every nation demoralized. While we celebrating when people are sinning Don't care if you trans, nah Or you a man who in love with a man But if you're gonna cover your nipples with tassels And leave the kids alone and just do OnlyFans I just can't stand all the lies of the media pushing These kids, they ain't standing a chance Hollywood pushes agendas with all of these artists I swear that they industry plans All of these fallacies that they're preaching this way That there's no more objective reality Go ahead, laugh at me But I think that you worship and saying is more of a tragedy They sold out our nation for more dough That's why I don't watch award shows Celebrity puppets were living in Luxury, all of our business will force close. Allah, Jehovah, Hashem, Yahweh, you can call him whatever you do. But worship and say it with the purpose of angering God. Well, that just don't make you a fool.